This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. Welcome to another edition of Android Faithful. We are your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps in the wonderfully wacky, wonderfully adventurous, wonderfully reminiscent world of Android. I am Ron Richards, and as always, joining me, Winter Dow. Good to see you. Yes, good to see you, and very much <laughs> the best, Ron. I, you started riffing on the intro, and now I feel like you raised the bar there. So I gotta, no, I gotta get in on it. So <laughs> that was like that was like fifteen. Bar, that was like a fifteen foot raise. I'm gonna have to like start like warming up before the exactly. show to meet you. That's awesome. Exactly. So we're really excited. Um, Michelle's off this week, uh, but we have two guests, not just one, but two guests. And so first up, I would like to introduce my good friend, Mr. Brendan Bigley. How you doing, Brendan? Ooh. I am doing so well. How are you both? Good, doing good. good. Welcome to. Thank you so much for having welcome me. Welcome to the show, Brendan. Uh, where are you from? What can what, what what podcast do you do? Where do people how can people get to know you? Where am I from? Yeah. Great question. I'm from the great state of New Jersey, <laughs> uh, and I have a couple podcasts. The one that I will plug is Into the Aether. It's a low key video game podcast. Awesome. All right, cool. And and we will reveal while you're joining us this week in a moment because our second sure. guest, our mystery guest that we were hyping up on social. Long-time fans of our former show, All About Android, are, get ready, get very excited, because it is none other than your favorite and mine, Miss Eileen Rivera. Hello! 
Oh, oh, excuse me. One second. Let me, let me, let me turn this off. <gasps> Hel- How are you? Hello, Eileen. Welcome to the show. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a bit nervous yep. because I am relearning Android all over again yep. and relearning everything. So I'm not as versed as I was over a decade ago, guys. Exactly. So it's been a while. Well, so for our newer viewers, for our newer listeners, viewers, whatever you want to call them, or folks who watched all about Android later in the years, Eileen actually founded with Jason Howell over at Twit, the original show All About Android. Uh, Eileen, you invited me on as a guest, I think, in one of the beta episodes, and I never, and I, I just, I, I just never stopped showing up. Um, <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be here on the show if it wasn't for you, Eileen Rivera. So, oh, so, uh, thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, those were good times, yep. and you know what? They're gonna get better. Exactly, right? exactly. Technology is advanced. Yes, these things are. Better than ever. So we'll talk about so it. So we're going to get right into it because the reason why we wanted both you, both of you, on the show because it's 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 so interesting in terms of like how like lives run in parallel but then intersect and things like that. Um, both when we started Android Faithful, Eileen reached out to me and said, "Oh my God, Ron, I think I'm going to come back to Android." And I said, "Really?" And then. And then at the same time, Brendan and I, we work together at our day jobs, just so everyone knows. And Brendan, when the Pixel Fold came out, Brendan, what did you say to me the day, the day it came out? It's time, baby. I'm switching. <laughs> <laughs> so so now, to, to, I guess to kind of start things off, right, um, uh, you both were on iPhones previously, right? So Eileen, Eileen how, so g- give us your phone journey since you left all of it right now. Wow. I think, you know, I had my Android for a bit and then, you know, basically my entire family's on iOS. So, you know, communicating with them with Messenger, I I still have an iPad. I can still, you know, and I still have my own, my iPhone. I didn't trade that in, but you know, I just in case here we are. Yeah, here we are. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I've had iOS for quite a while now and I just, I've been watching and those of you who, used to watch me on that other show, know that I am a big Samsung fangirl. I always have been. And I've been watching and waiting patiently and thinking about like, when would I make that switch? When do I go back? Uh, And it was this year. And Ron, you actually challenged me. We were talking about, because I said, I think I'm going to go back to Android. And you're like, you know, I would challenge you for the flip you know, phones, one of those instead, because I was thinking the S series, um, you know, and, and honestly, I'm a power user. The camera is very important to me. So this is only my first week using this. I do feel like my heart might be with the ultra, not going to lie. Oh, did I steer you wrong? But, but this is winning me over. This front cover situation here is winning me over for, for many reasons. It's the camera. It's the fact that I go to a lot of concerts and the phone that they keep talking about. If you want to, you know, record video at concerts is the ultra. It's a bit big, but yeah, it's that I'm, you know, I feel like the hardware is here. And so, you know, if they just put the same camera as the Ultra or the S series into this, then you'd be there. I would, you know, it'd be perfect. But I do love this so so far and we can get into it later. But yeah, I just felt like it was time. Like the hardware is is working, you know, for Samsung. And it doesn't hurt that a band that I love has been endorsing this since I started loving them (laughs) three years ago. So blame BTS and blame Sugar from (laughs) BTS because that is 
part of the reason why it pushed me over the edge. <laughs> there's a lot of, in the community, the Army community, there's a lot of iPhone versus Samsung, and there's a lot of Samsung users in, in, in Army. And when I said I was dabbling with it, all of Army was like, just go, just do it, just do it. Let me tell you why. Oh, let me tell did, you. So did, then there were all of the opinions, S-Series, Ultra, or the like so many opinions there. So um, I had been thinking about it for, you know, like a good three to four months now. And there was a Korean band that pushed me over the edge. I was going to say, did, did Steve from BTS reach out to you and tell or whatever is the, what are the BTS band members name? Steve, Jerry? <laughs> Mackie, right? I can't believe close, you guessed close, every Ron. single one. Yeah, that was amazing. amazing, Ron. I wish I had a conversation uh, with Suga from <laughs> BTS, um, but I did thank him uh, on my TikTok, right. uh, which he'll never see. Um, and I told him, you made a sale, dude. You made another sale. There you go. So uh, if you've been following BTS at all, and Suga in particular, you know that at the end of every show he goes out to the crowd and looks for a phone and will do the like selfie thing and he literally said no iphone no iphone like in show two wow and then proceeded to just only find samsung phones and he's looking well, that's because samsung is probably paying him a, 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 of course <laughs> yeah. of course he's like such a good marketing he's part of the marketing team now yeah. apparently oh, wow. so um anyway right. that's I'm, I'm here do you remember do you, do you remember your last android phone do you remember the last one you had Mm. It was a Samsung. It was a Samsung. I don't remember which version. But it was, was like so. ten years ago, right? I mean, it was a long yeah. time. Like when, like when you jumped, you bailed. Like you bailed hardcore. Like you, you, you quit the show and then went on to iPhone. <laughs> you know, you know when you like go th- like back in the day. I'm married now, but like when you had a breakup, you cut your hair. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like kind of analogous to that, where you're like, I'm just gonna just. Yep. And here, you know, all right, new worlds collide. There it is. All right, so let's 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 move the spotlight over to Brendan. Brendan, what 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 has your journey been like? Yeah, uh, I used to switch back and forth between iOS and Android pretty regularly, and sometimes had both going on for a while. Um, I worked at a startup for a little bit uh, called Anchor, and while I was there, it was just helpful to have both devices simultaneously. So um, my phone of choice was always the Pixel line. I mean, it started with the Nexus line, and I was a big, big, big Nexus fan, uh, but eventually switched over to iOS full-time after uh, leaving Anchor. And it just felt like the right time. I think also for me, I take a lot of photos. I mean, I'm like hobbyist photographer on the side. Uh, so the camera is super important to me. And the iPhone Pro lineup cameras just produced images that I was happier with than Pixel images for a long while um, and just stuck with that for a long time and then got so bought into the ecosystem that it was so hard to escape uh, until I started doing some research about what was possible in the world of Android because I'd been so detached from it for a while. Um, and the more research I started doing, the easier it seemed like it would be to switch back. Uh, and the less the walled garden seemed like a wall at all and just seemed like a hedge I could maybe hop over if I wanted to. <laughs> um, and I did that. I switched over to the Pixel Fold. Um, we'll talk a lot about folding phones and why and why that's the thing that brought me back. But uh, I am super thrilled with it so far. I've had it for about, uh, I guess, like two weeks. Uh, and it's been great. It's been like really great. Uh, very happy to be back. 
I can speak from experience that over the past, I don't know how many years, Brendan, every time Google does an event <laughs> and he's like, oh, that Pixel 7 looks really good. I think I'm going to get it. I'm like, yeah, you're never going to leave iOS. So I was shocked when you got the Pixel Fold. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was really like a zero to 60 experience because the Pixel Fold came out. I was like, I don't know. You know, it, it looks exciting. And I'm glad that Google is making a folding phone. I think that's really that's really fun. But I was always in favor of this guy instead of this guy. Uh <laughs> But decided to, you know, pull the trigger anyway. Give it a shot. Nice. Happy I did. All right. So so now you're both on Android. So now what? We are. <laughs> now what? <laughs> I think making the switch is the bigger is the bigger thing for me. I don't know how you felt about it, Eileen, but especially talking about iMessage and how most of yeah. your family is on iMessage. Have you have you found any solutions yet? No. To that? No, it's just I have separate. One for you. Oh, you do. You have one for I me. I have one oh, for you. Please share. <laughs> do, you want me to get, do you want me to get into it now? Yeah, I will. Uh, there's a, so I basically made a list for myself because this is the kind of person I am. Made a list for myself of all the things I knew I was going to miss about iOS when I switched to Android, and I tried to find if there were any solves for those things. Number one on that list is iMessage. Number one, I was mm-hmm. like, I really, I got to find some way. See if there's something to do. I like you also have an iPad, so I was like, I could still keep using it if I really want to. Like there is a, yeah. a link there. I found an app which I don't know if you talked about on the show yet or not, but uh, yeah, there it is. (laughs) It's called Beeper. Uh, It is kind of everything I was hoping it would be. So the idea of Beeper is not new, I think, in a lot of ways. Beeper essentially is an app that just takes all of your messaging services and just links them together and puts them in one app. Um, And that kind of idea has come and go, I think, over the years as different services change their API access and change different ways in which you're allowed to access their servers. I think a lot of those companies end up just kind of like falling by the wayside. But I haven't, I don't think ever seen an app try and include iMessage in there. Uh, And that's why I was so interested in Beeper. And I signed up for it. uh, Got into, I think, what is an early access build of it right now. um, And it is everything that I wanted it to be. I mean, it is iMessage working flawlessly on my Pixel, which is unreal. And atop that, it also is pulling in WhatsApp so I can talk to my friends in Japan and I can pull in Instagram DMs and I can pull in Twitter DMs. And they have all of these wonderful settings that allow you to prioritize or deprioritize certain people or entire services. So sorry if you're DMing me on Twitter, but I'm definitely not seeing that because that's in the low priority folder. Uh, (laughs) But... That having been said, I have now switched to it also full-time on Mac via their Mac app and on my iPad as well, uh, and I'm just using that for all messaging, and it's been great for like over a week at this point. And I've heard, just to put a little caveat, a little asterisk on here, I've heard some horror stories about it. Yeah. I have not experienced any of them. They've, it's just been great for me so far. So, Eileen, that could be a, that could be a solution. That could be a solution, because really iMessenger was kind of the biggest thing, besides the camera, but that's on me on the hardware that I choose. So that's a, that's a well, separate no, I issue. Feel, I feel responsible about that choice. Cause I was nudging you towards <laughs> the foldables and, uh, <laughs> well, you know, Tom said, you know what, if you do want to go S series or ultra, you might as well wait another six months yeah. because they, you know, we're already halfway through the cycle. Yeah. You might as well wait. So there might be another trade in <laughs> <laughs> next year. <laughs> I just, the camera is so important to me. And by the way, the camera is pretty good here. And I actually love how long this is. This is nine by mm. 22. Um, I love looking at vertical video, especially TikTok on this phone. It's fun. It is a little weird to record on here because it doesn't format well when you watch it on the iPhone, but that's another issue. Uh, 
And then again, I just love this cover screen and using my, because now that I have an app called, I think it's called Goodlock, you can put any app on this cover screen because, um, you know, uh, Samsung only allows you like certain. We talked apps about that last here. week, right? When, right? The, yeah. Then Adam mm-hmm. have lots oh, of opinions about luck, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I found the email you sent me for the show, uh, Ron. Just by oh, let me look at my Gmail. What? Do you, oh, okay. Here's the rundown. Now I couldn't really click into you know Google Docs and all that stuff, but it, you know I was notified and all that. There's things that it's not perfect, but. I, there's something about this just form and putting it in my pocket. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm coming back to the show as a, as a real consumer, right? As a, a switcher and a consumer, not as a, you know, expert. And so, uh, as someone who's, you know, like an everyday consumer using this, I'm just kind of dazzled by like, oh, I love the notifications here. I love how easy it is to get to basic apps just on this cover screen. I will say that there are a couple things that, um, have bothered me and I don't know if it's a me issue or a phone issue, but the face recognition does not want to recognize me and it doesn't recognize me with glasses, uh, which my iPhone did recognize me when I wore my glasses or didn't wear my glasses. So that's kind of annoying. And also the fingerprint scanning. Sometimes if you don't get it perfect, if you don't, I had to, I kind of like redid it several times with different fingers because I have to kind of figure out, well, how am I holding this phone or whatever? Because if it's the slight angle off, it just won't. And then like, I'll try again. That, might, that might be an that's Android. Annoying. That might be an Android thing. We actually Is have that a, an Android? We're going to talk that about that later in the show. Yeah. We, yeah okay. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, what is going well, on with biometrics? Well, that is so annoying. It's funny because because like I know because we went through Android went through many ups and downs with face facial recognition and like they mm-hmm. they rolled it out and they pulled it back and then they brought it back and other manufacturers started doing it I just never turn it on just because I just don't even want to oh. mess with it so like when you start talking about facial recognition I almost forgot that it's on Android um, oh. but so when when why don't you share what your foldable like you because I feel like you've got a whole library of foldables behind you oh right? like, gosh sure. hold on hold on so I got the Pixel Fold which is actually my main driver yep. I've got the Motorola Razor plus uh and i just today got i i I, oh i complained about my ship ship date being very delayed last week it showed up monday so there you go i had the z full five um yeah i have a lot uh so i mean you know whether it's clamshell or flippable or you know foldable um yeah i i and i think even uh for for those of you that just didn't watch last week Mm -hmm. uh yes i did say in fact if it doesn't have a hinge i don't want it and i'm kind of increasingly feeling that way with phones uh and especially these so yeah full pixel fold is is kind of like what i live in but man this c fold the c flip 5 is really really nice and i did play the flex window quite a bit and adam talked about this a bit last week about the different approaches of the razor plus versus the flex window and about how motorola just lets you kind of bar none more or less you put any app you want like out of the box on the front screen whereas samsung does it more curated and i don't know eileen like do you do if you didn't have good luck with that like how many points down would the z uh, with the z flip 5 go for you or is it more just like oh it's nice but the whole experience, the experience in and of itself out the box is enough. Yeah, it might go down just a tiny bit because there are some apps that I use frequently like Gmail and, uh, well, is it Gmail that's on here? I'm trying to remember. Uh, like TikTok and Instagram. Uh, yeah, because right now I only have, for, on the Samsung uh, cover, Kakao Talk, that's for Korea, Maps, Messages, Samsung Messages, Naver, Netflix, and YouTube. And then on my other good lock, I have Gmail, TikTok, 
Duolingo, <laughs> Instagram, Amazon, Chrome. I didn't have Chrome available. So it might go down a little bit because it's nice to just kind of use this small little screen. I didn't think I would like the smaller screen. And I do, again, I love, I do love this, you know, uh, nine by 22, but it's just kind of handy not to, to just kind of, I didn't realize how, mm, like, smaller tasks that I use that are kind of nice to just do it from this front it's cover be, and easy. It's got to be great to flick through Instagram on that, right? Because it's just like oh, one image, oh, you know, like yeah. kind of one image. Well, let like, me show you, yeah. I don't know about well, story. Image, Stories probably sucks, image, but... The image is actually like 16 by 9. It's oh, kind of interesting. Weird. weird. Yeah, I see yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, which is not yeah. not really Instagram-y, yeah. Insta- Instagram-y well, at all. There's a long one there. Yeah. Wait, well, oh, because it was Samsung Mobile. Okay, well, hold on. Ironic. <laughs> ads uh, only. <laughs> <it's all laughs> ads only. Yeah. No, actually, maybe ads. it was just that one Yeah, I think it might account. have been that one, but yeah, still. But yeah, it's not bad, yeah. right? So, so, so Brendan, how, so you and I were talking offline about the front screen on your fold, right? So what is your, yeah. how does this, how does that experience compare to you with the fold itself? This is interesting because I think the reason I was, int- I was curious about folding phones in general was the introduction of the Surface Duo for Microsoft and the Surface Duo was I think the most exciting phone that was released that year, the, that first version of it, specifically because Samsung was already, you know, in the game with foldables, making the folding screens that, that bent in the middle, things like that. Uh, Microsoft coming out and saying, hey, we're going to make a folding phone. It's going to have two screens with a hinge in the middle. The screen's not going to bend. And on the outside, no screen, no notification light, nothing, mm. which creates this environment where you need to physically interact with the device to be able to use it, to interact with it, right? Yeah. You, need to, you need to physically open it if you want to check your notifications or know what's going on. And I thought that was really exciting in a world where both Apple and Google are experimenting with things like digital well-being, right? This idea of screen time and focusing on making sure that people are using their devices less. I thought that Microsoft accidentally making the perfect phone for that by not having a screen on the front, despite all of the messaging, <laughs> the messaging for that phone being, look at how productive you can be. You can have Excel in one window, and then you can also have Chrome in another window. It's very funny to me. But I think that that phone really kind of set off a bunch of uh, synapses in my head that kind of made me want to experiment with using a folding phone. And the closer I got to the uh, announcement and release of the iPhone 15 series and knowing what those rumors look like, USB-C action button instead of a uh, do not disturb switch um, that you could like map to a camera and stuff. I was like, these are all things that I could just have on Android and I could have an even more exciting phone because the the era of phones that I'm always thinking about is the era where you would walk into a Verizon store and have absolutely no idea what was on the market and just saw the wildest thing you could imagine. It was like Willy Wonka and his chocolate factory in there. You know, it was like, (laughs) here's a here's a phone that has the biggest speaker ever just right in the middle of it. And when you open it up, the speaker's still right in the middle. Here's a phone that has a Hasselblad camera attached to it. You know, like, just the wildest stuff possible. This idea of, like, phones don't need to just be a candy bar. A little slab. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They don't just need to be a candy bar. And in fact, it might be better for people if they weren't that, I think, is something that we should be moving towards. And I kind of wanted to support that a little bit and experiment with how that felt personally. Ron, you better start sending Brendan links to, is it Unihertz with all the really crazy yeah, phones? Yeah, the Unihertz phones are just, are wild. Like the Brendan, there's a whole corner of Android we can introduce you to that are just insane. But it's like, it. Eileen, do you remember back in the day, I don't know if you had left the show by that point or not, but just like, this is why I liked the modular phones, right? And like the Motorola mm-hmm. mods, remember those all snap in? Like, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. and like, and the idea, like, and 
looking back on almost 15 years of talking about Android, the, 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 the paradigm that we Android phones and phones in general, and I think iPhone falls in this as well, gets stuck in. Like they get stuck in about like three to four year cycles where someone decides that the metal bezel and the rounded corners and this is what it's going to be for four years. And it takes somebody like a OnePlus or somebody like Samsung or somebody like that to shake it up. Um, and Brendan, I'm the same way. Like I want to support that. Like that's why I love the next bit Robin when it came out, just because it looked bonkers. I was it, just about because yeah, it, it looked it yes. looked bonkers, right? It was like the weird color and like all that sort of stuff and um and so like so when the foldables were coming that's that's why i was like years ago i'm like foldables are going to change everything foldables are going to be like the next big thing i was saying that in 2018 or whatever it was i was a little early but here we are now and it's like it's i'd still i still complain about the price point i still think like you know like i I can't afford the pixel fold you know like right now like i you know like it's 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 you know at 1800 dollars that is just that is just prohibitively expensive to buy unlocked understanding that you could get subsidized you can go to your carrier you can get better deals i just i'm stuck in this world of buying unlocked phones because i don't want to be tied to a carrier or anything like that but um uh but yeah i just i I just love the fact that you're and the irony is i don't have a foldable but the i love that you're all loving it and embracing it so (laughs) you know i traded my iphone 6s to get a discount i had it in storage wow and when i went to samsung to trade it in uh, the sales rep said, wow, this is the last iPhone I actually had. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I knew what was coming and I never went back. I was like, okay, no. true, true salesman, there true salesman. Go. But I actually did have uh, an online. I should have had this phone for a lot longer. I've had it for less than a week um, because my online order, when I ordered it online, it said you could pick it up tomorrow. And then I get the email that says, because I was just going to the actual physical store. Then I get an email that says, I estimated the next day, which would have been Saturday. And then, and then it just, I never got an update. So I kept calling Samsung and they would, I would just leave it on hold. And then they'd eventually hang up after an hour of me just waiting, just to hear, to talk to somebody. And finally, like that Wednesday of last week, I called again. I said, you know what? I mean, if I don't get the phone, okay, well, whatever. Somebody picked up and then we just, you know, cancel the other order. They had a bunch of phones in stock. I just wish that Samsung could, have a better retail experience because they should have known or there should have been something there in their like inventory to have known that I could have picked one up at that store. Well, well, uh, but something happened there. Well, when you were saying last week, those are all the, the fulfillment issues they were yeah, having. There. Yeah. All the, yeah it seemed like they just did not know when anything was going to go out. And then I, I don't know if they tried to compensate for that by just pushing everything out and being like, oh, surprise here. It's here early and kind of, you know, setting the expectation a little bit lower yeah. so that everyone could be presently supplied, present, pleasantly surprised <laughs> when their flips came in <laughs> and they're full. So, so we're, we're going to have to get to some news in a little bit, but I, I don't want to, I, I like this conversation. So, Brendan and Eileen, I am curious though. So now that like Eileen, you're only back for less than a week, but Brendan, you've had a couple of weeks. Is there anything from iOS that you miss or that you're like, oh, why, why is it like this or not? Brendan, I see you nodding. What, do you, what is that? I got two things. I got two things. One of them is like super niche. It's just an app I used to use to edit photos that isn't available on Android. It's a bummer. Mm-hmm. I can find another one. It'll be yeah. okay. Yeah. The other one for me is focus modes. Um, the introduction of focus modes into iOS is something that I thought was a little bit cumbersome and not too exciting uh, when it was first announced. And then I was uh, stuck on the tarmac on a plane once uh, and was like, let me mess around with this and see if it's fun or exciting. And really got into the weeds of creating 
different focus modes for when I'm at work, when I'm traveling, for example, when I'm at Walter's Disney World, for example, uh, when I'm asleep, things like that. Having different home screens and different apps and different kinds of notification settings for each of those modes, having all of that happen kind of intelligently based on where and when I am, I thought was really nice. I have heard that Tasker might be the solution for that. Tasker also seems pretty. Well, intense. I was going to say ta- uh, Tasker's, so Tasker's the Swiss Army knife for anything that you need, right? Yeah. So, but there's got to be something that that replicates that out there, and so we should stay in touch because I want to follow that journey. Because if there is, we should talk yeah. about it on the show. So, yeah. bedtime mode, by the way, I am obsessed with because it makes the screen black and white, yeah. and I just think that is so smart. Yeah. It is so cool. But, Every time it happens, I'm like, oh, it is time to go yeah, to bed. Thank you. Honestly, like I like I'll be in bed and it goes black and white, and I'll I close snap and then I go to bed. So. Um, yeah, same. so, all right. So, Eileen, how about you? And you can't say the camera because that's a hardware thing. So, <laughs> oh, I was going to say too. Um, the real test is going to be on Saturday when I go see Blackpink and whether or not this takes good concert uh, yep. video. We'll see. We'll see. I'm really cur- curious about the audio as well. Picking that up. Um, and, you know, all my gripes are kind of, even though I love the hardware, are a little more hardware uh, related. Just yeah. I'm not used to where the volume is the compared memory, to right? yeah. the muscle memory yeah. and that kind of thing. I'm like, you know, and just even opening and closing or doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, but it sounds like uh, I'm not like I, I don't think I'm as much of a power user uh, as you, Brendan. But uh, really, it all just boils down to iMessage, because when I you know, transferred everything. Everything was here. Everything that I really needed was here. Oh, I was curious what the, like what, the, what, the, what the transfer was like because I've never I've transferred from Android to Android, but I have no idea what the <laughs> iOS to Android yeah. transfer is like. Uh, it wasn't great for me, so I stopped after a while. I stopped after like three hours because it kept adding more time. And then I thought, you know what? I'll just log in individually. All my data, whatever. I'll just it'll. Eventually, I'll be there. Yeah. It's fine. So, you know, uh, and, and again, because I still have an iPad, like I have all my stuff there. So I don't feel like I'm losing, you know, valuable things. But yeah, all my, you know, contacts ported over fine. I mean, just basic stuff was was fine. It just didn't finish. Yeah. I didn't finish the transfer because it was going to take forever. And I had you same thing? Okay. Yeah, same exact thing. Yes. Yeah. I ended up just bailing on it and then just installing apps one by one, which was yeah. fine. Oh, God. I like yeah. setting up a new I phone. haven't done that in years. I, I can't. That's, that's got to be interminably, like, take forever. It did ask me if I wanted to back up for my Nexus 5, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Absolutely not. Good question, though. <laughs> oh, I miss the Nexus oh. 5. Yeah, so do <laughs> I. such a good phone. Uh, don't we all? Yeah. Just just do that again. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> well Brendan, I don't know if I've ever told you. We, ha- we do have the Android <laughs> Hall of Fame that we established back on the old show, and the first inductee was the Nexus 5 because um, it was the, the well greatest deserved. Android phone ever. So, uh, mm-hmm. And then I'm sure the next bit, Robin, was right after that. <laughs> Yeah, I love the next of Robin. All right, cool. Well, any other, uh, Huynh, any questions or any other clo- closing com- co- comments before we move on to the news? Or? No, just, just just welcome back to the flip side or fold side, whichever. <laughs> I stole that from Samsung, of course. Yeah. Uh, but Join the flip side, yeah. Join the flip side, but I mean, it's so good. Yeah. We, we, we'll just, we'll give them some extra, extra marketing. It's great. So. Right. I will say, I'll, I'll, add, I'll add one more thing. Uh, just a couple things. Uh, switching from AirPods to the Pixel Buds. Great. Glad I did that. Uh, realizing that MagSafe is actually an open protocol and I can still use MagSafe accessories with my Pixel Fold is unreal yep. <laughs> and like the most unApple thing uh, ever. Um, and after that, 
I'll just say I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much. Uh, your ear AirPods reminded me when, by the way, just I got my uh, OnePlus ear stick back, uh, fully repaired, um, and I I, was, I I I noted where the dirt on my white container was because I wanted to see if they just replaced them or if it was. Yeah. And this is actually mine. Like this is like I took a picture and lined oh. it up. Um, but like the left ear one now plays at the same volume as the right one, and the right one is all fixed. It's not crackly anymore. So good oh, on yeah. nothing for customer service. You know, uh, sending in a, def- a defective device within warranty and, re- and fixing it. So yeah. they actually fixed it. I I have a confession. I have lost my ear sticks at my sister's house. I helped her move house oh. uh, back in June. I lost them. So I actually got the ear twos oh. uh which got the same got the same vibe yeah. same like cool design like the packaging is really great and the pairing was not bad at all cool. so nice a little more in ear though which i know yeah, is not your I'm, thing i'm not an ear guy so i do have a question for everybody and also maybe chat the the one thing i completely forgot about i used to wear the apple watch every single day <gasps> what what should i do about this Pixel Watch Two on the horizon. Pixel Watch October, Two is on horizon. More more than likely, with the we're we're, we're presuming, and uh, we've seen leaks and things like that. The Pixel Eight will be announced with the Pixel Watch Two. Um, there is the watch the the Galaxy Six series coming out, and uh, so 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 I think actually what's really interesting is I'm going to take a minute during <laughs> Samsung Galaxy Unpacked. They really tried to make the six series seem very Apple Watchy, where it was kind of like your entire like mm. life and health. Uh, companion and mm. you know they kind of went there very like again like kind of like what you were talking about before about like tr- trying to be more like you know make be, being technology but being better for your life so i actually might even check that out to be mm. to be honest like and see if that I mean, it's they're sort of trying to do their like own ecosystem so maybe it doesn't fit if it doesn't fit with the in with the other samsung things but i don't know like maybe the six the, the six series might be something for you too mm. yeah and it has a rotating bezel as well well one of one of the models is oh, so. eileen are you are yeah. you doing a watch or yeah, I mean, I still have this, yeah. right. <laughs> um, mostly because I have a you know um, LTE with it. But uh, ah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do because I actually this is very old. This is like four, yeah, uh, and I haven't upgraded it. Haven't needed to. Um, but should I need to upgrade? I don't know. I mean, I don't you know. talk about the the lock in on the on the uh, on the environment and stuff like that. It's that watch. You can't use an Apple Watch with Android in any way, shape, or form, right? You can still Mm-mm. you still maintain it with your laptop or your iPad or whatever it is. Or your but, iPad, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So yeah. Um, well, Brendan, I might I might give the Pixel Watch two another go around because I tried the Pixel Watch one and returned it uh, purely because there was no decent podcast app, and now that Pocket Cast has a Wear OS version, that could mm-hmm. be the game changer. But I'm going to wait for the the, the uh, Pixel Watch two, so maybe I'll I'll test drive it and let you know how it goes. Perhaps. So yeah, I'm yeah. also just fascinated by that hybrid smartwatch world yep. where it's analog watch face but technically connects to android battery life is like there's a, a, month. There's a lot yeah there's a lot of them <laughs> so, out there there's a lot of them out there on yeah. the android side yeah interested so, in that yep cool um Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right, cool. Well... What fantastic conversation, and uh, we're really excited for both of your journeys, and we, we hope that you'll come on the show again and fill us in let us know. Eileen, I, I'll be curious to see how long you, how long you stick with the flip when, when the next series comes out, right? <laughs> so, uh, I just, I really do love the form factor right now, yeah. um, and like I said, I'm less than a week in, but like, I think this is going to be great to travel with, so I'm going to take it to the mother, you know, the mothership uh, very soon, yeah. <laughs> and see how it you know how it how it uh bodes well for me or, uh as i travel but um yeah this is i'm i don't know i kind of i really like this but the camera's but the me, camera so. we'll so see what the black pink show we'll, we'll, we'll yep. definitely keep an eye out uh, on your on your socials to see how that goes um all right cool well the world of Android keeps keeps turning and the news keeps going, so we're going to dive yeah. in. So, uh, and and Brendan yeah. and, and Eileen, feel free to chime in, make any comments or anything on on this world. Uh, you're both you're both are uh, plugged into the tech world, so we're sure that you'll have some uh, commentary here. But uh, so, all right, so when you got us the first one, take it away. Yeah, Laurent, I want to ask you as a as a manager, have you ever done a Friday release, or how do you feel about Friday releases? Um. I always suggest moving it to Monday. Just wait yeah. the weekend because what's Monday. what's the risk, right? Like, yeah. I feel like you do that only when you have to. Well, guess who put a Friday release up last week? Um, so we covered the Android 14 beta 5 last week saying, oh, hey, this is the last beta before the big release of Android, the official full release of Android 14. Um, we all were wrong. And uh, as Ron uh, intimated, and which has been my experience, you really don't often in the software world release on a Friday because what if something happens and everybody's on, you know, on, yeah. on leave and you got to wait till Monday for all the piles of Android users. But hey, apparently sometimes it is worth it. And apparently the Android team thought it was worth it to push out Android 14 beta 5.1 on Friday afternoon. There's not a lot of fixes, but it could be that the fixes that are there, which involved the system not detecting SIM cards if you're using fixed number dialing, uh, connectivity interruptions when carriers are using 5G standalone mode, uh, blank home screen after unlocking the device, uh, and <laughs> some performance issues with 
This yeah. seems critical. This seems like they had to roll this out. <laughs> what was it like? The the note like we can see, you can see the release notes yeah. uh, online, and they're titled "A Minor Update," which fair, but also these are some not minor bugs in my opinion. So. It could be that, you know, with maybe with whatever their roadmap is and their scheduling, they were like, oh, shoot, we got to get at this fix. Um, So, yes, don't don't usually, uh, you know, release your software on a Friday unless, uh, you know, you've got blank home screens and connectivity interruptions. But, yeah, if you are in the beta program, uh, look for that one, especially if you're having any of these issues. But, uh, hey, uh, now I don't feel comfortable saying this is the last one. That's the irony is that this was beta five and we're we're presuming that this is the last beta before Android 14 rolls out in about a month in mid-September. But like blank home screen on unlocking device seems like, but that also seems like it could just be like someone didn't close a bracket, right? Like like, 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 there might be something. No, no. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing with like whenever you you release something, there's always a small chance that when you fix something, you break something else. And that, that kind of plays into whether, you know, whether a, whether something like this last minute goes out is like, okay, we're only touching like these few things. So hopefully it works. But yeah, it, it does feel like someone didn't cross an I or dot a T. Wait, yep. in the other way around. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. So um, it, it's funny because Eileen and Brendan, you have no like you're just coming in on Android 13. So like there's no context to what like I'm the, on the beta. Are, are you on the beta already? immediately hop out <laughs> like of the beta, it, yeah. Right, right in there, man. Right in the deep end. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm running the dev beta on iOS the second they announced that thing. I was like, I'm, is there a beta available for Android? Okay, I'll install that. Oh Didn't God. even think about it. It was like mm. maybe the second thing I did. <laughs> uh, and Eileen, how, how is it back to, to be back to... Uh, what, what is the dumb Samsung thing called? What is that? It's not... What, what is... Uh, One UI, right? One UI, right? Like, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm anti-Samsung. I'm the Samsung jerk, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few things that are uh, a little wonky, like why am I unable to block a call, which I followed the instructions on how to block a call, but this school keeps calling me. I don't know why. Um, uh, you should, you yeah, should pick I mean, up your child. That's why. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't have an issue with it, to be honest with you. But you know, uh, give me some time. All right. Cool. <laughs> Get back to it. All right. Yeah. Well, and we'll see when Android fourteen comes out. If you guys notice any differences or things like that. So, um, well, moving on, uh, Brennan, you were asking about the Pixel Watch. Uh, you know, that is tied probably to the the fall hardware announcement from uh, Google. And so we've been slowly getting little leaks of what the Pixel 8 is going to look like to us. And I thought this was interesting in that we got our first look of what the new Google camera app on the Pixel 8 will look like. And Eileen, you being a camera person, uh, this might be uh, important for you. But here's a, you know, kind of a side by side in terms of what the, uh, and and for our audio listeners, uh, we're taking a look at a side side-by-side shot of the old camera app versus the new camera app where you see basically a lot of the elements, uh, you know, less cover, you know, uh, more visible camera shot itself and some of the elements more collapsed in the pills like that we've seen and the navigation kind of being adjusted, subtle changes, but still an evolution of the camera app. Um, 
So, you know, I think it's, you know, I've struggled with the camera app on Google with inter- specifically with the settings access. Um, and so I'm hoping that this gets a little more intuitive or able to, you know, access it very, you know, kind of easily and do it quickly on the fly. Cause Eileen, like you, when I'm at a, I'm at a show and I'm seeing a band, I quickly want to adjust, you know, the exposure time or something like that. If you're, spending all that time tapping away at it, trying to get the setting exactly right. You miss the moment. Right. So, um, but we all know that the, the camera is a big selling point for the pixel line and Google always leans a lot on the camera stuff, uh, for it. So we have to imagine that, you know, they're going to lean a lot into these app changes. So, um, uh, Brendan, what is your experience with the camera on the pixel fold been so far? Are you you happy with it being a a photographer person? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm aware that it is not the top of the line pixel camera module, right? Like it's what, what it's the a series camera, I think that they have in the fold. Um, for me, I still think it's great and really interesting. Just the, the subjective idea of what reality is supposed to look like on all of the different carriers and manufacturers. Um, I think, I think pixels is the, or Google's is the most, uh, the most all about focusing on like, producing the sharpest possible image. Yep. Uh, whereas I think the iPhone gets a little bit more almost like analog looking. Samsung wants to bump up the saturation a lot, which I also think makes for like fun, vivid images. I think they're all viable. I think they're all great. Yeah. Um, but going from shooting a lot on the iPhone to now shooting with the Pixel, um, I'm enjoying it a lot. I also will say that it feels a lot like a point and shoot, specifically the idea that I could double tap the the power button to immediately get into the camera. Um reminds me so much of like the the cool pics camera i used to use and like the sony cyber shot and like the rico gr3 which i use for street photography all the time um so it's kind of it's kind of nice i I think it's a fun experience um i'm liking it a lot and i i like the look of that that new camera app honestly i think that's exciting yeah yeah oh oh sorry eileen have you played with the flex camera uh some of the features and stuff eileen you're on mute you're you're muted Sorry, I was coughing. Like, I was going to say you could do it like a camcorder. That's cool. You, know, you can see because you could flex it and have all your stuff on the bottom yeah. and the camera view on the upper half. I've also played with the trackpad. Also, uh, you, you don't the trackpad. The um, oh, let me show you the trackpad when I you use not, YouTube. There you go. <sighs> so I'm on. I'm about to load YouTube eventually. So the bu- so the, so the <laughs> second screen a has a trackpad down there. Oh, that's amazing. With a mouse cursor too. That's really cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So you can just kind of leave it up. I don't know how you would mm. when I was thinking when would I use this at a cafe maybe if I was just you know. <laughs> Hanging out, reading, and I don't know, playing some like lo-fi beats or something on here. Yeah. Boy, sorry. Wi-Fi is not working here today. Um, but yeah, there's a cool little trackpad feature. And then, yeah, you could kind of slide. But also it, hel- it helps yeah. for like the selfies, like the put it up on the it table the and self- take a picture oh, of yourself, yeah. right? You know, like that. So I was playing with it this morning yeah. um, and I, it might be hard to do, but actually with the flex mm-hmm. window, a couple things, like it actually detects and they show this in Samsung Unpacked. Like if you do a hand gesture, yes. it'll actually start a ca- countdown yes. timer and then it'll take, it's so cool. It's I so can't. cool. I actually <laughs> just posted that on TikTok. I was like, oh, oh and I love this hand feature. Like literally yeah. like, yeah, like the, and also I just, you know, I forget that this is the back camera. That's down yeah. here. So yeah. this is much better quality than, you know, yep. 
any phone that, you know, the front facing camera. So, you know, if you're into shooting, if you're vlogs or, or whatever, that feature is pretty darn cool. But I love that hand. I'm literally like, yeah. hey. Yeah, I, was, I, I took like 18 photo. pictures myself. <laughs> but okay. Sorry, we went a little off topic, but I had to ask. It was like, I was just, this morning, just 18 selfies. Because it's awesome. I know, I know. Yeah, I did too. I was like, oh, wait, what's happening? Oh, and I can change one to one, nine to 16. Oh, I didn't know I could do all this. Yeah. I didn't know I could do that either. Okay, I know, I know what I'm doing after the show. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. so. we'll, we'll get back on task because yeah. it is now time for the Patreon news pick. Every week on Monday, we post three news, news stories and our lovely patrons who support us on Patreon get to vote and select what we talk about. And this week, uh, it actually was kind of a landslide. Ooh, uh, I did not see this coming. <laughs> I didn't see this coming either. Um, so our three stories were Samsung confirmed a foldable tablet. It was kind of low key. Like they did say they were going to do one, but apparently no one noticed until recently. Um, <laughs> Google Play testing a much darker dark theme, which <laughs> I have to admit, I said, I know I wanted to have it as a goof, but it, that's what happened. You never know. People love the dark theme. And I thought a darker dark theme would, 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 would resonate with people. But yeah, here we are. I, I, I thought so too, but it was <laughs> anyway. Um, it was hilarious, but, um, I guess, um, understandably, the winner at 76, 76, 76 78%, yeah. 78% is uh, how eSIM transfer will work, will work on Android. So in February, Google an- announced a new like eSIM transfer capability, which is so funny because I feel like we talked about this with Adam last week, maybe uh, like maybe after the show, yep. where he mentioned as a reviewer, eSIMs are great, but not so much for someone like him or presumably also Michelle who swap phones all the time. It's just having to transfer the profile is not you know, viable and having to set it up is, is a pain. But um, another of the amazing Android code sleuths out there, Assemble Debug, has actually found kind of like what that eSIM transfer, you know, capability will look like and just gave us a peek. And then basically how it will work is that you, when you want to initiate an eSIM transfer, you start the transfer on the new phone, but really the new phone will show a QR code and then you go to the old phone and then from the old phone scan, scan this QR code presented by the new phone. And then once that transfer is actually initiated with all the, you know, yes, D, are you sure? You know, all the confirmations, then the, then the process completes on the new uh, handset. So that's it. It actually seems fairly straightforward. I mean, we'll have to wait and see when it's actually released, how well it works and whether it actually makes the process of switching between phones faster um but yeah we'll see I, for right now uh google did confirm that german network deutsche telekom telecom sorry someone who speaks german yell at me um <laughs> would be the first network to have this capability um uh, but i mean we'll see when we get it on this side of the pond or some other side of other ponds like who gets it in i where, do feel so. like the eSIM is like possibly a moment in time because i don't mentally understand it all and like i feel like it's like one of those epoch kind of changes where in a a year or two it'll be like how did we live before this right but it's like it's like wait a minute it's you 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 can change the sim with the phone because i'm so used to the physical sim card right like like go and go to t-mobile and get a new sim to put it in like that sort of thing so like the e-sim just seems mind-blowing to me and like hard to wrap my head around so <laughs> it, it is hard. I think uh, on the old show, I tried to re I think I was trying to explain one article or, where Michelle explained it. And it took me like three hours of like, okay, I need to read this a couple of more times, but it's great software. But yeah, it's, it's kind of funny how something so complex makes a really uh, seamless experience. And hopefully now yeah. in the future, more seamless. Yeah. Question mark. And what's I was on the phone with T-Mobile for so long <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. It took 
forever to transfer the eSIM over. So, which is so it's so funny because I'm on T-Mobile. I've been on T-Mobile since day one on Android. Eileen, I went I went to the T-Mobile on Market and Third. And and bought and bought the G one right um, by Cask. Remember remember Cask like that that mm-hmm. name, right? Um, I was having drinks with Rob DeMillo, and he got the G one. Oh my god! And gosh. he got the G one and showed it to me, and I literally left the bar and went to the T Mobile store and bought it. Um, and I don't think I've talked to anyone at T Mobile in years because I still oh, I, I still have the same little crappy T Mobile SIM card that I keep every time I get a new phone I pop it out pop it in and you know going from OnePlus to to back to Pixels to to all the different devices but I I I have this I got in like 2008 I got this unlimited data unlimited text uh deal and I I'm paying I'm probably paying more than I should I'm paying around 100 bucks a month or so for it but like I don't have a contract, like I, so. I'm I, like I don't want to. I don't want to talk to them because I don't want them to be like, "Oh, you need a contract." Like I don't want to like have that happen. So I just don't talk to T-Mobile ever, and everything works, and it's all fine. So <laughs> anyway, I like that idea. Don't look at me. Don't look at yeah, my exactly. plan. Exactly. Yeah, really everything's fine. Everything's fine. I mean, unlimited data, and I use a hotspot because now, now that you know, actually, Brendan, now that we, I gotta you know start commuting into work more. I you know I have an hour long train ride. I turn the hotspot on my phone. I pop up my laptop and I do work on the train. Right, and that's the unlimited data definitely is handy. So I'm also grandfathered into a pretty old T-Mobile plan that I refuse to yep. leave for exactly that reason. <laughs> yeah. No, I got I got hit even on Google Fi, and I I think uh, now that I've been traveling a lot for home, and man. Yeah. Getting that message from Google Fi is like, hey, hey, bud. You're doing a little too much. You're, you're, you're doing a little too much. We're going to slow you down for the rest of the month, okay? Yeah. All right. That, that are, uh, gonna, you, you got you to gotta watch yourself. It, that was actually very Well, the only the only other one I thought about jumping from T-Mobile to was Mint Mobile because it seems like those deals yeah. are just like insane. But I just don't even want to – I don't want to I don't want to rock the boat. It's the same reason why I'm pretty sure I'm paying YouTube for like three subscriptions. <laughs> and I refuse to untangle it between YouTube TV, YouTube mm-hmm. Premium, and like <laughs> – Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway alright cool well that was the patron pick you can go to patreon.com slash androidfaithful become a patron uh, we love our patrons you guys are awesome 76% of you voted for that story that shows how important eSIMs are so good to know um, alright so we're kind of condensing hardware and apps into one block here because there wasn't a lot of hardware news uh, but when you got you got it for us right yeah and what we got is a little leaky peaky so this is super super leaky because we're not really anticipating the OnePlus 12 until next year but more than a few very credible sources have kind of converged on some kind of honestly insane specs for phones. I will give so- I will give credit. I picked this story because I knew I knew that the leak from OnePlus happened, but I went with Phone Arena story for us to talk about mm-hmm. here because uh, Adrian Dinescu, who wrote it, uh, used the term. Uh, <laughs> Two credible sources joined forces to quote unquote leak bonkers one plus two spec sheet. The fact that it's bonkers, I really loved. But, it's bonkers. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is bonkers. I, okay. Well, I mean, what could be less bonkers than having an upgraded version of the one plus 12 have 24 gigabytes of RAM? Uh, I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just, that's just insane. So, um, yeah. So the kind of like the big thing that's kind of blowing everyone's mind about these leaky peakies is that, yes, uh, the base, the entry model of the one plus 12 is rumored to have 16 gigabytes of RAM, which is pretty much, you know, the high end on most phones these days. And, you know, the upgraded version will have a casual 24 gigabytes of RAM. Um, I, 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 yes, if you edit videos or maybe if you edit 2K video, 4K video on your phone or you like to do all the things all at once constantly. But, um, 
Yeah, 24 gigabytes of RAM. Would any of you want 24 gigabytes of RAM in your phone? Yeah, for when I edit the next best picture winner at the <laughs> Academy Awards 2024 <laughs> on my Hasselblad camera wielding uh. OnePlus. I mean, that's a good story. That's a good story. I think we should I think we should call them up and let them know that, you know, they could definitely run this as a, a story for the next Oscars. Yeah. Um So, uh just to round it off, there's a lot of really good specs on this. Um the rumor is that the OnePlus 12 will have the upcoming Snapdragon 8 Gen 3. We've already, you know, had a lot of praise for the 8 Gen 2 and apparently the 8 Gen 3 is going to be an even bigger power boost on top of that. Uh a a, a big old 5,400 milliamp battery with 100 watt wired and 50 watt wireless charging uh, for your, you know, stonking big huge phone with 24 gigabytes of RAM. Um, triple camera system with a 50 megapixel primary, 50 megapixel ultra wide, and a 64 megapixel periscope telephoto lens with 3x optical. Which zoom. God bless OnePlus for sticking to the periscope camera, by the way. Like, yeah, man, I love it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You got to stick to your guns and just. Oh. Never subtle. Um, 6.7 AMOLED with 2K res, uh, 2K resolution and 120 uh, hertz refresh. And I mean, presumably uh, IP64 at least because that's what the OnePlus 11 is. But um, I mean, that's a that's a banger of a phone. That's I mean, a lot of power. Go, going back to what Brendan was saying about about supporting phones that break the paradigm. I like OnePlus. The, like the OnePlus 12 looks a lot like the standard OnePlus, right? Like if we look at it again, like it's got the big old camera circle on the back and it looks very tr- – but like – Pack the inside with just insane specs. That's awesome. Like, do that, right? Like, like do, do you need a 120 refresh rate and a 2K resolution display on the phone? Like, <sighs> I'm interested in who the target audience for that is. Like, I was it, just it, thinking, is this for Christopher Nolan? Like, who is this for? <laughs> uh, well, the OnePlus fan. The OnePlus fan thinks differently, right? So <laughs> That's true. That's true. Hey, make more backpacks too while you're at it. One plus, yeah. Oh God, I love. I mean, I'm on they, Android they did make the keyboard, yeah. and they did. True. Is it a magnetic phone cooler that they? We, the keyboard. The keyboard was really cool. Did you guys see Eileen uh, and Brendan? Have you seen the One Plus keyboard? They came out with a mechanical keyboard. Like recently, oh. like this year, like yeah. a month ago or two, and it's got like a red button to go like the OnePlus, like that one little red in their logo. Like it is very cool. Like I will give OnePlus credit. So um, really, yeah. Nice. And, yeah. And they have a phone cooler. Uh, we didn't get to cover it, but it's like it's like I think it has like a magnetic attachment, and it, there's like a little cooler. I, I don't know. I didn't look too much into yeah. it, but it has like the red cord that goes to the little like cooling unit. Anyway, yep. OnePlus That's accessorizing. Amazing. Yeah, they're just they're just going all in on their accessories. Yep. So there yeah, it is. cool. So, all right. Well, earlier in the show, Brendan, you were you were extolling the virtues of Beeper, and that actually uh, kind of stole our thunder a little bit because uh, in our app section here, we're talking about the fact that Beeper added RCS support for Google Messages. So, in addition to that iMessage support, you get all the goodies of RCS uh, that we've been excited about for a while now as we've been talking about messaging and RCS. Um, yeah, it was uh, looking on Beeper's product log on August 17th. They they added Google Messages and RCS support, um, which just, you know, continues to take this great app and make it even more parity of what each phone and each messaging platform they can have on it. Um, Brendan, uh, you're, you, you probably don't know of a life before Beeper or RCS, so you can't really be like, did you miss RCS? Are you glad to have it back? But I don't know if you even... RCS so you don't even notice, right? But it's it should be there. So 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've kept a, a peripheral eye on uh, RCS and just in general, I think Google's many, many, many messaging apps over the years. Yeah. Um, somebody in chat also asked, can somebody speak to how safe Beeper is? Uh, they seem really, really, really focused on privacy and end-to-end encryption, like across the board, yeah. uh, which is very interesting. And as far as I know, they're also hosting their servers, I think, in like Sweden, specifically to keep them even more uh on lock because their rules about end-to-end encryption are much more intense than they are here didn't like didn't you do didn't you do like a whole onboarding experience with them like someone like walked you through it and everything yeah i lit i just tweeted like if anyone could get me on beeper i'd be very happy and uh, someone on their product team hit me up and was like you know just walk me through how you feel about onboarding onto this so i got to like skip the line and stuff which was very nice um but you know having been the person who did those kinds of product onboarding uh zoom calls in the past i was like okay cool i know exactly what this is um and you know it was fine it was an okay process i i think the thing about taking all of those disparate messaging apps and throwing them into one is like the amount of weird logging in experiences you're going to have in a very condensed period of time are going to make you feel like you're absolutely losing your mind you know like okay especially when you're like logging into iMessage and it's like hey a server in Sweden is trying to sign into your iOS account is that okay and you have to type in the code and then like WhatsApp you have to scan a QR code and then Discord you also have to scan a QR code and then Twitter who knows what's up with Twitter these days X. like it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder <laughs> and weirder the further down you get um, but and Beeper like is basically it. Trillium for the 21st century. I was just oh, Trillium. Trillium. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Trillium, not Trillium, Trillion, right? Yeah, yeah Trillium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, that was great. I could ch- You could talk to your Hotmail chat and your AOL chat and your <laughs> Gmail. <laughs> yeah, so great. All right. Wow. Um, I, I, so, Eileen, when you were in iOS land, did you still use Google Keep at all? No. no? Oh, oh, well, I then. I, was I just used the Notes app. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, Wynn, do you want to share what's going on with Google Keep? Oh, well, finally, 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 um, Google Keep is getting version history for your notes. Uh, Bad news is that it's only on the web version for now. And actually, when I went to look, it's just a placeholder. But if you, uh, like me, were kind of infuriated every time you accidentally edited a note and could not go back to the previous version or couldn't even tell the last time you edited something, uh, Google finally... Finally, has a fix for you. You can. T- I'm, I'm pretty annoyed. <laughs> it took, took, took this long to get it, but you will you will get it eventually, uh, and maybe on web. I don't know if they're like maybe just like testing or the rollout slow, but I did not actually see it. I just saw version history coming soon, but you will have that. And to go along with your version history, um, our very own Michelle Ramon uh, reported this week that Google Keep is also rolling out text formatting. Um, so if you wanted to you know, make your, give your notes a little bit of extra zhuzh, uh, bold, italics, and all the rest of the lovely, you know, font, font accoutrement, uh, you can finally start doing that in Keep, uh, starting with, uh, I think, was it version 5.23.322.05, which is rolling out. <laughs> just, it just rolls off the tongue, you know, version 5.23.322.05, right? Clearly. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'm sure you can out. remember that and check it. Uh, but yeah, here the, there's a, there are a couple of Google Keep uh, updates for you. If you are still a, a diehard Google Keep user like myself, I am. Even if you are annoyed, I live and die by Google Keep, and mm-hmm. I was wondering earlier this year why on earth I can't. There's no text formatting. Like what? Like it's bonkers that it's 2023 and that we're finally getting in this. But eh, some some product manager at Google was like, oh wait, we should do that, and so they did it. So that's good. So yeah. Oh, um, also with the version history, uh, as it is. At, if you can find it, apparently the way it works now is that you can see the version, but you can't say auto revert like you can with like, say, you know, your favorite, whatever uh, version history where you just kind of auto replace it. Um, 
or you can da- you can download the note or you can copy and paste the text. So um, at least there's something. All right. But uh, don't expect too fancy of experience just yeah. yet. Cool. All right. And then That's awesome. We've got one more news story. But uh, Eileen, Brendan, are you guys on threads? Yes. Where, where, I sure where do you net out on threads? Did you, did you sign up and go, oh, this is cool, and then never open it again? Or are you active <laughs> on the platform? Eileen, you go first. I think I, uh, I was pretty active. I tried to just, I decided I was going to post a picture every day for a little bit, and then it like, kind of died down. Yeah. Just like on like, Instagram. Just like on Instagram. Right? Like, <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm going to use it, um, but in a different way yep. and use or share different pictures. Yeah. Uh, so I think I just naturally reverted to something that is somewhat related to Instagram. But I, I think the last time I posted was maybe Thursday or Friday. Right. I started doing actual like Twitter messages yeah. instead too, but mm, not yeah. so much. Brendan, how about you? Yeah, I, uh, I hopped on pretty much as soon as it was available. Uh, I've been bouncing around to everything post Twitter, even like going back and trying Tumblr again and seeing if Tumblr maybe is like fine now that automatic owns it and not Verizon.net. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in threads. I think it launched, you know, as an MVP, the way a lot of meta stuff does these days, um, and was missing a lot of features. And I was really, really just like reticent to believe that they were going to add those features in a time manner and in a way that wouldn't make them lose all the steam of hitting you know the the what was it the hundred million signups yep. faster than any app in history um but to my surprise they've been really on top of it as far as this week i don't is this the that's the story well i was gonna say so like my problem with threads and we've talked about it on the show a lot is that i'm I mean, ironically, like because the nature of my life it, by day, I'm sitting in front of my desktop all the time. I'm not on my phone as much because I'm not commuting fully yet. I'm not out and about as I once was as a youngin when we we're out on the town. Uh, and the lack of a web client basically killed Threads for me. Um, so that's why I was delighted to wake up to the news that Threads is finally launching on the web and it's going to be available in a few days. Um, the fact that the website, all you could do is read people's accounts and not actually interact in any way, shape, or f- form. And when you went to the Threads website, it was just a QR code with a neat little animation behind it. Um, the lack of a web client pretty much almost killed it for me. Um, so I'm glad that they finally are getting to it and I'm shocked it took this long. I mean, I don't know, Brendan, what, you, is that where you were getting at? Or, yeah. yeah yeah i'm i'm uh the the web access is is the biggest thing preventing me from using threads a lot more than i would like to be yep. um at the, at the moment the one i've been using the most is blue sky because of their web client yep. um and i think where i'm at is i would much rather be using threads than pretty much all of them interesting um, specifically I, I think a lot of it also comes from like my interest in photography and following a lot of photographers and uh for some reason the image gallery just looks way better on threads than it does on instagram and specifically looks amazing on the fold when the screen oh, is i would say the image gallery is very cool on threads like what they did with that we, we do a lot of stuff that, like that at work right with the scrolling images and it looks it looks really cool so um yeah, so exactly. so it's, it's not out yet i don't have it yet i don't know if anybody else has it but uh last i checked it, it it's still i'm gonna check now but uh it's supposed to be rolling out any day now um and it's very funny because when i type when i start typing threads my browser auto completes to threadless.com because I, I, I've spent years <laughs> yep. of using threadless. And so it's, I, I feel bad for threadless because yeah, but anyway, um, is it telling that I didn't download threads originally yes. on the new phone? Yes, it's very telling. I just did it while you guys were talking yeah. like, wait, oh, where yeah. is the app? I haven't, I, 
Oh, let me download it now. I feel so bad. Like, I'm excited to, like, get back to going to the city more because, like, I've got my lonely little – I've got my little social social message, social media window here, and I've got Facebook and TikTok and Twitter and Blue Sky and Mastodon threads. And, like, I just don't – I just use it to check stuff, and, like, I don't really actively post. So I do want to get more active. So we'll see if we do that in September. But so – all right, cool. Well, we are running a little long, but we're almost at the end of the show. Um, reminder, everybody can email us at contact at androidfaithful.com. We love to hear from you. We love to get your emails um, about any topic we talk about. If you want to weigh in, please do. Um, and we got a long email this week, but I feel like it's worth diving into. Um, and so I want to thank in advance, um, and I, I lost his name, and where is it? I want to thank in advance uh, Larry for writing in this long email and explaining his uh, his kind of experience. So uh, here we go. Uh, and I got to pull it up. Great. Excellent. So that didn't work. Where does the email go? I lost this email. All right. Well, I'm just going to read it. There we go. Okay. So Larry writes in and says, to start with, I'm so excited you've created this podcast. I was both saddened and angered when I learned of your previous partnership being terminated. I was then equally delighted that you pulled together to create this new show. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Larry. Thanks for watching, listening. Um, he goes, with that said, here's my message. I love Larry. Uh, for people who don't feel like contacting Google phone support, I want to share my most recent experience. I've been using a Pixel 5a for most of a year now following my previous Pixel 2. I've been really enjoying the Pixel 5a because of its great battery life. I typically got, uh, uh, got most of two days on a charge with the 5a. It was very frustrating when earlier this summer my screen stopped working. I was able to get it working after several attempts at resuscitating it, but finally had to admit the screen wasn't working at all. I knew the phone itself was still working because it would vibrate in response to me accessing the fingerprint sensor, sensor on the back of it. I contacted Google support about the issue. After going through their diagnostic steps, they indicated that my phone was out of warranty and that for this particular problem, they'd be willing to offer a repair or replacement. I wound up sending in the phone on a Monday. In a day or two, they had a response that it would be more cost-effective to replace my phone than try to repair it. They emailed me the paperwork to authorize the replacement. The unique part of it all was that the unit they would be sending me was not the 5A, but rather a 6A. I double-checked, and they confirmed that I would be getting a 6A for no additional charge. In one sense, I was excited to be getting an upgrade, but I was also very leery about it because I knew the 6A had an on-screen fingerprint sensor, and I'd heard very mixed reviews of it. I received my replacement 6A on Friday of the same week I sent in my 5A. I felt that was pretty good for a phone to be sent in on Monday and received the new unit that Friday. My biggest challenge with the unit was indeed the on-screen fingerprint sensor. I wound up mentioning this new issue to Google phone support, and they had me perform diagnostic procedures. After all said and done, they wound up sending me a replacement 6A, this time by sending me the replacement prior to me sending in the old unit, thereby avoiding the time without a phone. This also allowed me to transfer all my data from one 6A to the other via a USB cable, much faster than doing the cloud-based restore. I've since had much better results with this replacement unit's fingerprint sensor. It works probably 75 to 80% of the time on the first second try. Not nearly as good as the 5A sensor, but I have to admit there are times that not having to pick up the phone to apply a fingerprint is more convenient. I hope my experience will encourage those who may be having a problem to contact Google support. Uh, and that's from Larry Huiswing. Huiswing. I mispronounced your last name. Huiswing? Anyway, Huiswing. Um, thank you, Larry, for writing in. And I got to echo this the same. I've had nothing but delightful experience with Google support. When I've had a problem, they've been They've replaced phones like they did here. Um, we On our old show, we had some people writing in that they had some problems with Google support where they weren't very responsive or weren't getting the solutions done. But, you know, much like my experience with nothing and my ear stick, 
Like you have warranties, your pro- the things you buy are under warranty and they want you to be a satisfied customer. So I would say not to be afraid to contact Google support or any support of these manufacturers because they want to keep you as a customer. That's my thought. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you've had, have had, had good or bad experiences with any support, but. I haven't needed it uh, yet, but you know, there's a lot of uh, horror stories about the Pixel Fold out there. Yeah. So if that happens, I think I'll be glad I bought it from a Google store in Manhattan, New York. You went to the actual Google store, right? In I Chelsea? Did, yeah. yeah. I think the most important thing, too, when you're talking to any support person, if possible, is just to kind of like be upbeat and not so angry because they, yeah. they'll probably help you more, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's just been my experience. I've been on the phone with a lot of customer support for various things. And, you know, the minute you start showing kind of any kind of irate <laughs> feelings, you, they start to kind of cower back. But the the moment that you are, you know, just trying to understand and be helpful and be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. They're, they're going to even like, oh, let me get you an emergency rush on that. Like, oh, thank you. I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> right. Yep. And confirmed. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's why I got my phone earlier than I, uh, you know, uh, had intended because I wanted to talk to a person. And so I finally talked to a person at the Samsung store. And not only did I get the phone earlier than who knows when I was going to get the actual phone, but I actually got the color I wanted to because I ordered the silver just to get it the next day, which never happened. And when I called, I said, oh, yeah, so do you have other colors? <laughs> And they're like, actually, we do. And I said, do you have lavender? Oh, we have a lot of lavender. <laughs> Great. I'm coming in right now. <laughs> I drove right there and I got my phone. Yeah. There was just a little bit of like a tech issue with like canceling my order and, you know, uh, getting this new one. But it was fine. Yeah. It totally worked out. I feel like I've known that life too, but do I want the phone more or do I want my cool color? And I've made that compromise so many times. So I'm so happy that worked out for you. That yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, when, what color did you get? I got, I got Lalo. Yeah. Lalo, Lalo. Lalo. Um, nice. Lalo. But then I was a crazy, I don't know how it is. I was a crazy person. I, I did get the silicone case. I was going to ask about cases. Lavender. Are you, are you oh, all doing yeah. cases? And lavender. Yeah. I think maybe they didn't have the yellow case. And I was like, well, I also like lavender and they, all right. So maybe I can have my cake and eat it too. Or so of. I got a cheapy $19 case on Amazon because I'm going to Korea. I want to see what kind of fun cases that they have in all the different, you know, stores in Korea. I bet they're going to be like, I just can see. I've been online on YouTube watching everybody unbox their flip fives and in different countries, they all have different cool cases and different, you know, uh, cool tech. And I'm like, okay, I want to see what Korea has before I settle on a case. So I'm kind of waiting. I'm kind of have this as an emergency right now. It's a very nice matte $19. From Amazon uh, case, but that's not going to be the case that I live with. And, and Brendan, what did you do for the fall? Do you go naked or you got a case? Nothing at the moment, um, but keeping in line with almost every app I had on my iPhone also is available for Android. I was surprised to find that the case I used on my iPhone was also available for the Pixel Fold. Uh, it's a case by Pataka, which comes with a MagSafe ring built into the back. Because uh, the continuity is, there, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. It's beautiful. Lovely. I love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I was hoping to have it before this recording so I could be like, hey, check it out. But uh, <laughs> it's not in yet. So say love you. Eileen, if you do come up with any super cool sound, uh, like green only cases, please like update us and share. Cause, oh, my gosh. Of course. Of please. course. Because we love case. We love case recommendations. And we ah, pers- I don't. Okay. I don't use cases. Okay. Some you're of us, you're like, naked? Oh, you, oh, yeah. Your phone is naked? 100%. Look at that. Yeah. That's my, my oh, Pixel okay. 7 with no with no case. Yep. 
totally. I just don't like the extra thickness. Like I just, I just, um, I want, I, okay. I want to feel it and whatever. And sure, I've dropped some phones. Sure, I've, I've sure. you know, I've, I've made the mistake of not having a case, like the Pixel. <laughs> and actually, when by the way, I don't need a phone. We were talking offline about needing another phone. Okay, I, yeah. I, oh, I found my Pixel. Cool. So my Pixel Six, I dropped by the pool onto the brick thing last summer and it chipped the back of this so i did get a case to protect the broken glass um and i thought it was much worse than it was but it's not that bad but yeah i don't like cases i don't like yeah so oh i'm enjoying the fold without one so far i'll say that much i think i i really just kind of want it for the magsafe stuff but uh we'll see we'll see if i keep it brendan i have one question so um this might be like a internet reviewer thing but i know like a lot of one of the most common thing like uh kind of reactions to it was that it doesn't fold flat do you care no, not really. Okay. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> I interesting. Need to lead that too. Be like, do you care, Brendan? But yeah, you know. no. There, there are a couple things that I, I see a lot online about the Pixel Fold that I haven't had in my experience. One of them is the the folding flat doesn't really bother me as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm totally fine with it, honestly. Especially like late at night because the screen is so nice. If I'm like playing a game before I go to sleep, like I don't need it to be totally open. It's fine. Um, the other thing is the battery life. I have found to be exceptional, which is like really really far from a lot of the uh, experiences i've seen online i've been kind of surprised by that the one thing that that i see that is like a a a gripe that everybody has about the fold that i also share is the volume is so weird it like is inaudible until around like 80 percent and then it's like all of the volume happens between the 80 to 100 percent range of of really slider yeah it's fascinating i might sure i you know what i kind of feel like i noticed that i usually wear headphones so i haven't Mm. noticed it but i might be noticing that as well yeah i actually usually when i'm like doing the dishes or something i will just flip it open have a youtube video you know and just Mm kind of prop it up on something in the kitchen uh and just put it at full blast and like sometimes i can't hear the video which is strange because it's a thing i could do with my iphone in the past all right, cool. Well, this has been fantastic. This has been I, I, I had such high hopes for this and it totally it, it overpaid. It it paid off in spades. So uh thank you so much, Brendan and Eileen, for coming. Um Brendan, we'll put the spotlight on you. Where can folks find you? What, what plug away. Tell 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 everybody about what you do. Yeah, sure. Uh I have a podcast called Into the Aether. It's a low key video game podcast. Um you can check that out. Oh, there you go. At IntoTheCast.online. Uh, we've recently just did an episode uh, starting our new season where we played and reviewed uh, almost every single game for the Sega Dreamcast over the past year, uh, which was a pretty wild experience. So you can check that out if you want to listen to like a five-hour episode about every Dreamcast game. Um, outside of that, I'm at Brendan Bigley on everything. You can find me at BrendanBigley.com. Awesome. Including threads.net. <laughs> well, thank you, Brendan. Um, yeah, Eileen, where can people find you if they want to follow along? Yeah, you know, I'm a free agent right now, so the best place to find me is on TikTok. I, if you like K-pop, then you will like uh, my account, but I'm also documenting my journey on uh, the Flip 5 on that account, yep. too. So if you want to follow along on that uh, end, please follow me on TikTok. I'm also on Insta. Yeah, I'm on Threads. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, but I don't really use it anymore. So uh, I use it to actually just read trolley news. That's kind of what I do. I mean, honestly, for, it's it's or, or X X. Yeah, whatever I was gonna we're say like it, the yeah. switch to X is really it's it's challenging to do that. Oh it's like especially at work, yeah. we're like because we because honestly. The RT abbreviation for retweet was so in the vernacular. Like, hey, can you, because like we do yeah. so much of can you RT this? And like, I was like, can you RX this? Like, is that a prescription? What is that? <laughs> is that, yeah, it's, it's very ch- challenging. 
Um, but uh, yeah, and I've been following along on TikTok on your journey, so it's uh, it's very exciting. So <laughs> posted my first food vlog with this phone. Awesome. Already learned a lot of things that I got wrong. So you know, it's just I'm just I'm very transparent about what I know and what I don't know. So if you have recommendations, please let me know. Cool. All right. Uh, when, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on my website, randomlytyping.com. And I am, I am an Android dev. I do technical talks and things like that. Um, and yeah, I'm usually on social media places at Queen Code Monkey. And I just got to say, while Eileen is here, Eileen, it is an honor to meet you. I, at the, without, without going too much detail on, at the end of our old show, I cried because that, that show meant so much to me. So thank you. Uh, and it's really awesome to be here with you. Um, not going to cry now, but yeah, anyway. Uh, also, I was on DTNS today to talk about foldables. So if you didn't have enough foldable talk uh, <laughs> over here, uh, catch the VOD on DTNS. Uh, and that's it. Awesome. Uh, I, I wanted, I was, I thought about trying to get you emotional again, when, but I decided to hold off. So it's, it's yeah. getting close. <laughs> so, um, awesome. Oh, well, well, real quickly, you can follow me. I'm Ron XO all over on social. Um, you, uh, Instagram is probably where I'm most active. Um, but, uh, I'm all over there. You can find me on threads and, and X and Facebook and Mastodon and blue sky where I don't post on any of them. Cause I need web clients, even though Brendan, did you, you did share with me the blue sky web client and, uh, I have not come back there. So I need to do that. So just wait for the threads. Yeah, I, I will. Maybe. Um, all right, well, that's going to, uh, wrap up our show. A quick reminder. You can, you can, uh, show your support for the show by going to patreon.com slash all about. Nope. Patreon.com slash Android faithful. <laughs> Drink everybody. Uh, we, we love our patrons. Uh, listen, muscle memory is a thing. That's all I know. It's like Tom, Eileen, Tom has been making fun of me every time I almost slip and say, uh, whenever I do the email, I almost say contact that because it just rolls off the tongue. So anyway, so go to patreon.com slash Android faithful. Uh, we thank all our patrons. We love you for your support. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you so, so much. Um, and, uh, you can go to AndroidFaithful.com, our wonderful website where you can find links to, uh, and I don't know why the icons aren't loading, but you can find, there they are. You can find links to uh, subscribe to the show on Pocket Cast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or even on Apple Podcasts. We were in the top 100 of tech news podcasts on Apple, which I thought was immensely uh, fascinating. Um, and we're also on YouTube Music, if you want to subscribe there. Um, and you could watch the live stream, the video of this show, over on YouTube.com slash Daily Tech News Show on the, our awesome friends, Tom Merritt and crew uh, from Daily Tech News Show are gracious enough to let us uh, camp out on their channel. Uh, go to youtube.com slash daily tech news show, um, or you can go to twitch.tv slash good day internet to watch this show record live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and that about wraps it up. So I want to thank Eileen and Brendan for joining us and thank you for watching or listening. Uh, this podcast publishes every Tuesday evening. You can subscribe to it uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, email us at contact at androidfaithful.com. Uh, and until next week, that's Android Faithful. We want to thank everyone for listening, watching. We love you. Have a great week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.